Hello everybody, my name is Eric Mercier. I am co-owner of Juice Imports, and today we're gonna to walk you through the latest edition of our wine club. Uh, in the quasi-studio, aka my kitchen, uh, we have a guest on today's podcast. Uh, I will uh, let you introduce yourself and let us know what you do. Hi, I am Perlick. I am the general manager of A1 Cafe Restaurant on First Street, and as well, Tea House Cocktail Bar, which is in our basement. <laughs> One of my favorite spots in the city, for sure, especially if you're a, you know, a fan of comedy uh, and or uh, drag shows and or, uh, I don't know. Club night. We have club night. You have club night now? Once in a while. We get um, a few DJs coming in. Oh. So we have one next week. It's going to be fun. R&B. Okay. Like. We've, honestly, I've been on a hunt for the place to go dancing in this city for a little while now. And I feel like back in the day, there were so many more options. And now... It's like, unless you want to listen to like current hits yeah. uh, and they're be surrounded by, you know, 18 to 22 <laughs> year olds, um, there's really not an option for like, yeah. like a fun club vibe. So that is very good information. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners, all, all 12 of you out there are probably uh, all keen to go dancing now. So um, cool. Well, before we dive into uh, A1 and Tea House and, and you and, you know, geeking out about that, we have a little bit of wine in front of us. Um, so the first wine in today's podcast, uh, this is uh, coming from Grape Republic, uh, our producer in Japan. I believe this is the first time we've ever had the opportunity to include a wine from Japan in the wine club. Um, this is like very serendipitous. Essentially, I worked at a winery in New Zealand um, and the guy working at the winery in New Zealand uh, just happened to end up working for this winery. So when we reached out to them, uh, it was our, my friend Hadu on the other end of the line. And he's like, it's Eric, like, like Eric, it's Hadu. Like it's, uh, you know, we haven't talked to each other in years, but, uh, do you remember me? And I was like, yeah. And I sent him a picture that we had of each other together. Um, and, uh, he was like, yeah, of course, like we can, we can make it happen. We can sell you a little bit of wine. And so we kind of just got really lucky that I just happened to know this guy. Otherwise we probably wouldn't have gotten an allocation, um, so it's super cool that we can introduce it in the wine club. Um, this one is called uh, De La Fresca. Um, it's a slightly sparkling wine um, made from Delaware. It's only got, uh, I can't remember, one and a half or two bars of pressure. So like, you know, barely just a little bit bubbly, which is kind of a style that I really like personally. Um, Delaware hybrid grape variety um, coming from uh, Delaware, Iowa, I'm pretty sure. Uh you know, a hundred years ago or something like that. Um, so it's got flavor characteristics that are entirely unlike anything that, uh, that we've ever included in the club before. Uh, have you had much wine from Japan? No, I haven't actually. It's funny. I always look at this bottle or like I see them at Vine and I never quite pick them up yet. Mm-hmm. Well, this would be a cool opportunity to, to test them out. Um, Delaware is famous for having a little bit less of, um, what we call like a foxy characteristic in hybrid grape varieties. Um, hybrid grape varieties tend to have this like one sort of aroma compound that um, some people, they describe it as being quite earthy, hence where the name foxy comes from. It's like almost having this uh, kind of furry quality to it. I don't really know how to describe it <laughs> other than that. Smelling like foxes, if you've ever had a pet fox, I suppose. Um, 
but, uh, you know, to other people, it smells like really grapey. Uh, that's what it tends to smell like for me, like really floral, um, really kind of like Concord grape, that grape jelly note. Um, but Delaware is really famous for being one of the hybrid grape varieties that has less of that characteristic. So it's maybe a little more reminiscent of, of regular wines, but, uh, yeah, you've gotten to have your first, uh, first sip. What's, what's the, what's this, the thoughts? This is delightful. Yeah. Pretty crushable, eh? It is very grapey, but I'm like... Totally grapey. Yeah, comfortable 12.5% alcohol, too, so... Yeah, I could drink this really fast on my yeah. balcony. <laughs> Definitely. This is how I judge wines. I'm like, how fast can I drink this on my balcony? Yeah, totally. I was like, uh, there was... Uh, who the heck was it? I want to say it was like Marissa Ross... Uh, like a wine blogger. I'm not sure if she's still a wine blogger anymore, um, but she used to have like a test being like, does it taste good from the bottle? Uh, and that was like, I think it was just called the Ross rating, frankly. And it's just like, when you drink it from the bottle, is it good? Yeah. Uh, I think that's an important test. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Like I understand some wines have to open up, but I'm like, it's, if I can just get right to it. Yeah, absolutely. Or open up the other one, I guess. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right. So diving into things, A1 Cafe, uh, for people out there who haven't gone yet, uh, what can they expect when they go visit A1? What's the, what's the vibe? What's the, uh, yeah, what's what's the feels? It's super fun. It's like really casual and such a beautiful space. And I think a lot of people think like, oh, it's like super high end, but like, it's not, it's, I think it's pretty like mid range and. Yeah, we always have really great music blasting and mm-hmm. the staff are really fun and the food has just always been great and, you know, you've got that sharing style. It's like, I just want to push people to like, yes, eat like you're hanging out with people and like, that's the vibe that I want and that's how it's been. Last night was a great sign of that. We played Beyonce all, almost all night. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> like blasting it. We had like a group of 10 girls walk in and just drink and dance to the album. That's so perfect. Yeah. No, like, I love that. It was great. And it was raining, but we had the garage door open and it was nice. hot and humid and yeah, like the perfect service. Totally. <laughs> so if somebody was like, what is your dream order at A1? Say you're like, you know, it's, it's group of four. Uh, like what are the dishes that have to end up on the table right yeah. now? You got to get the prosciutto, which is like... Ooh. House-made chips, prosciutto layered in between all the chips, oh and then we shave Grana Padano on top. Yeah, that's like super slutty, like snacks. Yeah, um, absolutely. There's this anchovy toast that I like as well. So like mm. compound butter, piece of bread, and like salt-cured anchovy, which I freaking love anchovies. Mm-hmm. The burrata, which oh, I yeah. ate last night in inhaled that <laughs> until yeah. my stomach hurt. <laughs> it's also got prosciutto, melon. Mm. Um, and then cucumbers with anchovy. <laughs> nice. I see a theme. Like yes. lots of uh, that's lots what of I would get. Like and then Mediterranean uh, vibes. Yeah, so yeah. It's kind sure. of like our menu right now. It's just like you know things we would cook at a barbecue, but like a bit more bougie. I'm just like yeah, totally. And then the pork chop. You got to get clams mm. on top as the sauce. Whoa. Yeah. I didn't know that that was a thing. It's like a pro move. You got to like. You get the pork chop, and the pro move is to add a half order of clams on there. Whoa. Yeah. That's so badass. I love that combo. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think people underdo surf and turf. I think there's just, like, such a weird yeah. idea on what surf and turf is supposed to be, whether that be, like, you know, a steak and a lobster tail or something like that. 
but the idea of pork chopping clams that is surf and turf yeah. in a way that yeah. I can really appreciate yeah. it's super fun it's like oh. totally yeah. you see so much more of that in like uh in cooking from around the world like I think that the Europeans don't do it particularly well and I think the North Americans don't do it particularly well yeah. but you look at like Thailand and like things like you know beef marinated and fish sauce you're just like yeah this makes sense like, like everything yeah like in Cambodian culture like there's so much like fish and everything and totally we dip um I went to my mom's place a few weeks ago and we made this like anchovy like sauce and you're mm. like it's so strong and like pungent but yeah. it's so good with freaking dipping a piece of like beef in there yeah absolutely no yeah. that's super cool I'm I'm absolutely into those combos again like same thing with um even like putting like a um, like katsu obushi, like uh, bonito flakes mm-hmm. on yeah. meat. You're yeah. just like, yeah, somehow this like cured tuna actually like really enhances the yeah. flavor of chicken, for instance. Totally. Like when you do like yakitori or something like yeah. that. Like, or like throw it on a hot dog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, oh yeah, that's a pro move too, is like yeah. the uh, like the kupi mayo and yeah. the, uh, yeah, for sure. A little furikake and then yeah, some oh bonito flakes we on there. We just got bonito. I think it's in our freezer actually for mm. hot dogs. <laughs> Yes, so good. We're going to throw like a crazy hot dog party in a couple weeks here, oh like God. a little like summer party uh, just for industry. Yeah. And uh, that's a really good move. I'm absolutely going to do that. Yes. 100%. Perfect. Great. I'll be there. Bonito dogs. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You're invited. I it's love a, hot dogs. Yeah. No, me too. I think that's a that's a, one of my favorite food items for sure. Um, all right. So, so that's what you do at A1. Uh, A1 is like restaurant vibes but you can kind of do anything there that's what i always find is you get like the craziest mix of people there's like dudes on business meetings there and then there's like party lunches and there's people on dates and you have this like really great combination of like everybody can enjoy that space and the menu is versatile enough that whether you're like having a special occasion or if you're just like let's just have some snacks and some drinks like you can do all those things there um, what's more the vibe for, for tea house and is tea house open, uh, like on like non-show nights and things like that as yeah. well too. And, yeah. Um, so tea house is open Wednesday to Saturday. So just in the evening starting at six, that is more of like your basement, like dark, dingy cocktail bar that's Asian themed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, that stems from back in two penny days. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Again, super vibey, like. We also were blasting Beyonce down there. <laughs> so but that's the common. Just a lot of like yeah. hip hop and like you know it's. I've really pride myself that it's been so much like female staff though down mm. there, and it's been mainly like a female run bar since we reopened. Um, so it's like a lot of like sassy people down there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Who kick a lot of men out, which is hilarious. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So if uh, yeah, if you're planning on bringing your uh, your broy friend uh, who's going to be inappropriate, maybe uh, maybe choose a different location. Uh, we'll and we're giving talking to. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> Just don't be a dick. Yeah. Exactly. No, dig that for sure. And what's the food program there right now? Right now we are doing A1 Cafe's food. Okay. And then once A1 closes, um, because DLC is open for a little bit longer, yeah. we do hot dogs. Sweet. Perfect. <laughs> there we go. Now we have the full uh, the full picture of the hot dog yes. spectrum here. <laughs> yeah. No, love it. Uh, sweet. Uh, cool. Now that we have more time to drink this wine, you want to you wanna give us maybe your like tasting note if you were trying to describe this wine to somebody, say this was on the menu or something like that, what would be your, uh, your like quick table side, uh, 
this is what this is like. Oh, it's very fresh, like nice and crisp. I just like to think of like, I just like pairing it with food. I'm like, this mm-hmm. would be so good with most of our dishes, especially on our plant side. So like all of those fresh salads, we have like a tomato one, and then again, that burrata and any of our snacks. Like Totally. I just want, I just want a charcuterie board. Yeah. <laughs> Which is always. great what we do. It's like, you can build your own stuff. Mm-hmm. No, dig that for sure. Yeah, my um, for the actual wine club, we always include a, a pairing. Mm-hmm. Um, and my pairing, again, I try and go regional as much as possible yeah. because so many of our wines come from these areas that have such a rich food culture that people are not exposed to. Uh, and so in this case, this is coming from um, Yamagata Prefecture, and they're really known for like old school soba. Um, and so I'm like this with like yeah. soba where you have like the yeah. little kind of like dipping soup. Yeah. Um, so I say on a hot day, like do like cold soba. Um, and theirs is usually made with, uh, like unrefined buckwheat. Mm-hmm. So it's got way more of that sort of like nutty kind of earthy nice. quality. So I think that plus like, again, that, that sort of old school kind of like dashi broth almost, mm-hmm. uh, with this, I think that combo is so good. Cause this is so like juicy floral yeah. almost bubble gummy kind of characteristics uh i think the combination of like like almost like fuzzy peaches a little bit uh i feel like the combination of that with like really savory like umami salty mm-hmm. uh i feel like that'd be a, a fun little combo so oh so i was just talking about that the other day i've been like craving it cravings and soba yeah yeah totally i agree i is, is there a good soba place in the city? Do no. We, do we know one? No. no. Last time I had soba, I made it. Yeah. Which was a long time ago. <laughs> Jeez. I finally threw those noodles out. <laughs> yeah. That's totally fair. Yeah. I've tried to make them once too, and they did not turn out right. I think I like overhydrated the, yeah. the dough. Yeah. And they just like fell apart. <laughs> oh. They got to be springy. They got to have that, uh, yeah. that texture. Just like, where did I have some? I mean, they must have. Must have been like Australia. It was weird. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that many years ago. Yeah. I no. I'm in the same boat. I'm like the last time that I had really good soba was definitely in Japan. Other than that, I don't think I've ever even like really seen it on a menu. I don't know. We yeah. got to harass our friends who uh, yeah. have uh, Japanese restaurants to uh, right. You know, you maybe uh, <laughs> convince the folks at, at uh, Shiki to to do like a one off or like uh, that'd be so good. Yeah, I feel like they could. Um, I feel like the crew over at uh, at Lonely Mouth would totally be game for that. Yeah, like because like, they have they're already cold, doing soups. Yeah, they yeah, have, like the cold udon, and I think that's what spurred the. Absolutely. Do I want cold udon or do I want soba? I'm like I exactly. Soba. Yeah, we need some soba. It's like thirty degrees out. We need some soba. Anyways, cool. Uh, so I'll start talking about the next wine here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really hard deciding which one to pour next. In all honesty, uh, everything's like kind of like the same weight. Maybe we'll do Brand Bros next. Um, so I'm actually going to go work at the next winery uh, for all of September. Um, every year we try and choose a place to go do harvest. And this year uh, I reached out to the Brand Bros and uh, asked them if I can come to Germany and go do harvest with them. Uh, and I'm just like super, super excited for it. So we had to include one in the wine club in order to get myself hyped up and get <laughs> everybody else hyped up for it. Um so this one's a really wild one. Um, they're located in the Pfalz, which is like one of the warmer regions in uh, in Germany. Um, it's still mostly known for uh, for Riesling, but there are a lot more red grape varieties here. And in particular, uh, you see a lot of things like Dornfelder, 
um, which is kind of a, a classic grape variety for this area. Um, but you're also seeing some French grape influence as well, too. Its proximity to France makes a lot of sense. It's like almost on the border, uh, although everything in Europe is very close to everything else. So they've been growing French grapes here for, you know, 100 years plus. Um, this particular one is uh, made from Pinot Noir, uh, Dornfelder, Cabernet Franc, and then 5% secret grape varieties. Uh, I don't know <laughs> what those are. It could be other red grape varieties. It's probably Riesling or Kerner or goodness knows what. And their whole goal with this is just like, this is what our little biodynamic farm tastes like from a red wine perspective, light, fresh. So this like first, the first bubbles that we had, uh, 12.5% alcohol, the kind of frothy red that we're about to have, uh, 10% alcohol. So I will pour that because we got to be drinking it while we're talking about it. It'd be illegal to do otherwise. Um, so yeah, super simple winemaking here. Nothing too crazy. Um, they're just doing, uh, carbonic in stainless steel, um, for 10 to 14 days, then pressing it off, um, also into, uh, mostly into tank, but a little bit of it goes into punching and then, uh, and then bottled, you know, not, not messing around here. So yeah, this is like proper, yeah. like crunchy bistro red. And this is essentially our new, like best priced wine, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, it's like just over 30 bucks retail, 32 bucks on the shelf, I think. Um, you know, $31, $32, depending on which shop you're getting it from. And I just think it is like ridiculously fun. Um, this is my first taste of the new vintage. I tasted the last vintage um, and was so excited about it that I ordered the new vintage for the wine club. Uh, but I haven't gotten a chance to try it yet, so. Yeah. Ooh. Part, party red. That is. Totally. A nice, like, lighter red. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 10% alcohol reds. That's uh, that's the game for me. All right. Now we have wine in our glass, and we can geek out about it a little bit more afterwards. Um, what's, like, your story getting into the industry? As, as far as I know, you've always been in Calgary, <laughs> correct? Yes. Yeah. Big hockey fan. Um, <laughs> but how did you end up working in restaurants and then what has inspired you to not only remain in restaurants, but choose to go into like running restaurants, curating wine lists, creating environments <laughs> in which people can have a great time? Oof. Big question. Yeah, that is. <laughs> I got into restaurants super randomly. Like I was, I was working retail. I've been in retail for like 10 years. What kind of retail? Uh, just, I just worked at a soap store. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I've always been a little, I was at a bookstore, then a soap store. I was doing a little nerd and a hippie. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah. And I randomly got a, I was looking for something else and someone said, Hey, we need a host. I'm like, I can do that. Sure. I'll learn. And it was at Rouge. So hmm. I started fine dining. <laughs> Yeah, that's like a, that's a zero to a hundred kind of. Yeah, I was like, okay, I'll try this. And then in a month I became a bartender. Nice. And I took off from there. Sweet. Basically, yeah. And just hopped around for a few restaurants in Calgary. And then I guess I just like was really good at it. 
And it was really fun. You are very good at it. It was we, like, <laughs> it's like addicting. And, you know, you see like the gratification of people being so excited. And I love going out to eat and like dining out. And I just think the experience of it all is just so wonderful. Mm-hmm. I mean, eating and drinking is just the best thing ever. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I just kind of stayed in on that and just fell into like more management roles. Mm-hmm. Which I was like, eh, I can keep going with this. And, you know, the ultimate goal is one day opening my own place. More of a bar, not a restaurant. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I think that's where most people in the industry are at. I think yeah. everybody like three years ago was like, man, really can't wait to open my own restaurant. And now everybody's like, absolutely not. No. I will open a bar. Yes. I want the least amount of moving parts possible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. All the food is, is going to be cold. It's going to be a bag of chips. And <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, where does your sort of like, I guess, food and beverage philosophy come from? Because I feel like, you know, you're always about being super welcoming and creating mm-hmm. these environments that are really open for people. Uh, is that something that came from like uh, like a family love of food or something that came from visiting restaurants internationally where you got really into that? Or is it just like something that just happened to be born into you or something? <laughs> Definitely probably a lot from like family. Like they're very social people. We mm. like I grew up like every, we were always having parties. We're always doing like big meals and, yeah. you know, even going over now, it's like, you know, there's you're sitting at the table for like three hours just picking and eating at food and like chatting and doing shots. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Nice. What are you doing shots of? Hennessy. Hennessy. So <laughs> sick. I love that. Wow. I would love to see my dad do a shot. I hope my dad listens to this podcast. Yeah. I don't know if I don't know if he does or not, but like if he does listen to it, just know that next time I see you, we are doing a shot of Hennessy. Uh <laughs> Get the little baby bottles and just force it out of them. Oh, yeah. I love that. That's yeah. so that's so yeah. rad. Yeah, that's great. And then I just like being in that, like starting out in this fine dining. And I worked with this chef who was so passionate about like where the food came from. And mm. like he kind of really like, oh, that's really important. And that's really cool. And like I love seeing your passions. And like, yeah, and it was a really good like early get-go for like my food education. Totally. And then, yeah, traveling and eating. I'm like... Frick, this is so fun everywhere. Like. Yeah. Well, you just went on a trip. Yeah. Uh, any food highlights from that trip? Ooh. Where did we go? Oh, yeah. I was just in Philadelphia. Food highlights. Eating 42 oysters. Oh, yeah. New Jersey oysters, which I've never had. Oh, nice. Yeah. And then, um, gosh, what else did I eat? Oh, not really that much I can that I can remember. <laughs> the, bit, the other big thing was the shrimp cocktail with, mm. like, a shrimp the size of the wine glass. Oh, yeah. a picture of it. It was ridiculous. Sweet. Yeah. It. There was a really good pork chop with, like, again, this kind of, like, fishy, like, sauce that was put on top that just reminded me of home. Like, okay, this is good. Nice. And then the wines there were really cool. I couldn't remember any of them, but mm-hmm. having Philadelphia wines, I'm like, Oh, what? really? Yeah, yeah. Super cool. I just, I smuggled a bottle in and had it last week. It was delightful. Nice. Yeah, one of our winemakers, um, the Maloofs, are actually uh, from Philly, uh, and so they're they're mm. big fans. Uh, <laughs> so they they say the wine scene there is awesome, and that yeah. it's like definitely a growing food culture. Uh, I also hot tip back in the day used to work for Urban Outfitters Ooh. before I got into wine, and <laughs> their uh, headquarters I believe are in Philly. I don't, I'm not sure if they started in Philly or not, mm. but they have this like crazy compound there 
that was just like an arts compound. And so I was like, well, Philly all of a sudden sounds a lot more interesting to me. Wild. Yeah. I'd go see a Flyers game for sure. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I wish I spent more time doing other stuff, but. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I got my day in of eating. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. So digressing to wine and, and, mm-hmm. you know, A1 and, and sort of your philosophy behind uh, the wine program. So like I said earlier, like you have this huge range of people coming in, whether that's, you know, business meetings or bachelorette parties or like whatever. Uh, how do you go about curating a wine list that's going to appeal to everybody, but then also not be like a total cop out wine list? Cause your wine list is really cool. But at the same time, I'm like, there's absolutely something on here for everybody. As long as you feel comfortable recommending things, yeah. I suppose. How do you go about building that list? And how do you go about talking to tables about those sort of things? Oh, it's, this is the power of persuasion. It's just like, <laughs> I just go up and I talk, like, you make them feel like super uncool for not getting this wine and people will have to like, or you, you get a little guilt trip. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, yeah. I mean, it's always Love like, it. well, what do you like? What are you looking for? Like, oh, I'm, I just want like a Pinot Gris. I want like a Sauvignon Blanc. And I'm like, absolutely not. Here's what you're going to get. Nice. I'm going to bring you these three bottles and I'm going to start from what I think you should drink to like what you'll probably like, but it's not like my favorite to yeah. be honest. I'm just bringing this yeah. and it's always the first one. Totally. And it's like, it's that chatting and like, they're like, well, I've never had this before. Or like, why are you giving me a reasoning? Reasons are so sweet and disgusting. And I'm like, yeah. you're wrong. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and it's like, you have to have that personality, which, you know, a lot of our staff have and it's mm-hmm. like, just go for it. And I just tell people they're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun breaking down those walls too. And like giving people the opportunity. Cause I think in so many situations, people are just like pandered to like, mm-hmm. this is, I remember when we first wrote, um, like our, our business proposal and one of the lines in there was, I was like, we are not going, we, we are going to assume that people can come up to our level of knowledge yeah. We're not going to assume that they're just never going to get there. And so we're just going to always like, yeah. you know, downplay everything. We're like, no, we're going to, uh, you know, not, we're just going to, we're just going to assume that there's, they're smart people. And yeah. if you pour them something that's delicious, yeah. even if it doesn't have the word on the label that they're looking for, exactly. they're going to like it yeah. because it's delicious. And because they have, you know, just because somebody likes Pinot Grigio doesn't mean that they, it's not within their wheelhouse to also like you know, a skin fermented muscat or like, you know, they probably just haven't had it and they haven't been empowered to allow themselves to make those decisions yeah, almost. Truly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so it's like, okay, like, here, like, what are you ordering? Or, you know, I make my food suggestions with my pairings and you know, it's also just having fun. Cause I like to sit down next to tables and just like, totally. I'll open up something like, Hey, I'm just going to open this up and you should just, you should just try it. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, I think people get really excited about yeah. that. And it's like funny because it's like, I don't say anything's natural. I'm just like, just try this. No, and, and I, like, I'm definitely getting into that mode as well too where I'm like, I, it's not about it being natural. Yeah, I'm going to continue to have my like own philosophy, yeah. but like you should drink these because they're delicious. Exactly. Yeah, we don't import wines that are not delicious just because they're natural. Yeah. Like it's exclusively just wines that we think taste good that just happened to be made under a philosophy that we happen to yeah. believe in. So, yeah. yeah, totally. I dig that. Cool. Closing thoughts on this, uh, on this wine. Very nice. I'm like, I'm not a big red. I'm just like, Oh, this is great. I could drink this. I mean, chilled and 
Totally. Yeah. I did put it in the fridge for a while, but it is so freaking hot out that I feel like, uh, yeah, it's warm, yeah. but I'm still, so. oh, this is great. Thank you. Like, yeah, pretty fun little nice bottle. Nice and light. Yeah. Um, I first met the brand bros, like, gosh, I can't even remember like six years ago, uh, on a trip to Germany and it was, um, highlighting young producers that weren't being exported yet. And at this point, they had just taken over their family farm. They were just converting it to biodynamic farming. They were just getting their feet under them. And it was the only producer that I met with that was younger than me, because I think I was like 25 on that trip. And they were like 23, uh, like 23 and like 21 or something like that. I, I don't even remember how, how old uh, Giannis was, um, but like super, super young. Anyways, I wanted to import the wine, but at the point, we honestly had such a bad cash crunch because yeah. I... I was starting a business and didn't know what I was doing. Anyways, I was like, I really like your wines. I want to buy them, but I just realized I don't have any money. So you're going to have to like hold off. And they're like, yeah, that's fine. Like we're not in a big hurry or anything like that. We're just chilling. And then two years later, we ran into them at Raw Wine Fest in like LA and ended up at this crazy after party with them uh, in this weird Airbnb and ended up chatting (laughs) with them. And like, these people are so nice. Like I love these guys. Then they got imported for Metro Vino. Um, for a period of time and Metro Vino really only wanted their entry level Riesling because it comes in a one liter bottle. It's fairly inexpensive. It's farmed beautifully. It's crushable. Um, but the other wines were like maybe a little too esoteric for them. Um, or they couldn't sell a volume that really made sense for them to be like the sole retail location. So they reached out to us and were like, if we buy all of that one liter Riesling, would you want to import all your other wines? And then you can sell those to whoever you want. And I was like, absolutely. Like, I love these wines. And it gives us kind of a, an easy way of filling up half a pallet with wine just for Metro Vino. And then the <laughs> other half we can just, like, share with all of our homies. Oh. Uh, and so, and now it's, like, kind of come full circle, like, actually going to visit them and actually going to, uh, you know, hopefully make some wine and stuff and, and actually be able to share these wines with people. Yeah. So it's so fun. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm super stoked. And, Parties. like, again, for chillable, uh, chillable reds, this is a good way to go. All right, next up, into Lego, uh, producer that I really love, in South Africa, in Swartland. Uh, this is not quite rosé, not quite red wine. Uh, one third of it is kind of made like really light red wine, and two thirds of it are made like rosé, so it's not sure what it wants to be. <laughs> um, but I think that's the fun of this entire lineup, is like everything is kind of category bending like style so yeah awesome so excited um so this wine is made um mostly from Cinso. um all, all the grapes for this are, are coming from the swartland uh so north of cape town um this is mostly made from Cinso, uh and then syrah and muvedra make up the rest of it so this is like a classic rhone valley rosé blend um, even though it's uh, maybe not made the way that rosé would be made uh, in the Rhone. Their goal is definitely like more flavor. Um, I think a lot of the rosés that we have on the market are like pretty insipid, like they're designed to be flavorless uh, as opposed to this where they're like, no, we actually like the flavor of wines, so we're going to make wines that have flavor. Uh, so yeah, I think, uh, I think Jürgen, the uh, winemaker, is, you know, does an awesome job of it, so... Yeah, this is also my first opportunity to taste the new vintage of this. Uh, we had it last year, and I crushed a lot of it, and it sold out almost instantaneously. So this year, we asked for, like, 
a little bonus allocation so that we could get enough bottles to put it into wine club. So. Mm-hmm. Hey, wow. Yeah. Like, I was like, okay, what am I going to expect on this? I'm like, oh, that's really fun. Totally. Yeah, like, bright, spicy. There's a little bit of texture to it, too. Yeah. Like, not quite the grip of red wine, but definitely, like, more grip than most rosé, which is rad. Um, what, what are your thoughts on rosé as a general statement? I think roses are wonderful. Yeah. Like, like rosé all day, as they say, as the white <laughs> women say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as the white women say, rosé all day. Absolutely. Or Yes Way Rosé. That's yeah. my other favorite one. Yeah. And I, it's funny, I always forget about drinking rosé. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm going to a restaurant and I'm like, All right, what am I drinking? And like immediately like sparkling or white. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. fuck, you know what would be really great? Rosé. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I do the same thing where it's like, I forget that rosé exists. I'll order a bottle of something else. And then I'll just be like looking through the wine list afterwards for fun. Yeah. And then all of a sudden be like, oh yeah, rosé. <laughs> they have like a really cool bottle. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll kind of maybe have some regrets. Yeah. You just get a second bottle. Yeah, exactly. You always need that second yeah. bottle. So mine as well. But, um, all right. So we've talked about a one, talked about tea house, talked about you getting into the industry, uh, talked about the future bar. Uh, <laughs> have you, ha, is this something that you're like actively planning or is this like down the road, Down like, the road, just kind of, like, like, pipe dream, like, I'm kind of, like, dabbling. I'm actually doing, um, part of a pop-up coming up next week. Ooh, sweet. The fat one. I don't know if you've seen it. No. It's with, uh, me, you know, like, Priya and, like, Tyson yep. and Ahmed, like, yeah. basically everyone who used to work together at Calcutta. Yeah. And is now no longer working at Calcutta. Totally. Minus the chef. Um, we've all just come together to, like, do something kind of fun. Nice. And just, like make whatever food we want, pour and like make whatever drinks we want and just yeah. do exactly what we want. Totally. Yeah. No, so, I love that. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be fun. That's actually at DOP next week. Oh, sweet. Nice. Such a good space for problems yeah. too. Yeah, it's like, oh, all right, 30 seats, done. Yeah, I feel like we could fill that twice without even thinking about it. Yeah, and so, so we did and so I'm like, okay, so it's going to be nice. fun to see. It's kind of like crunch time. I had a meeting yesterday. I'm like, oh shoot, like, I have to get some wines going. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but nice. Yeah, and so that'll be kind of a good dabble in. It's not necessarily. I mean, I don't know if it's exactly what I want, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. I'm still kind of t- testing the waters. Totally, definitely a good start, though. Like that's what I did before we started juices. I had a, a pop up called Not Yet because I wasn't sure what I wanted to do yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I would just take over my friend's restaurants on days that they were closed and just, like, come up with a theme and then just execute that theme. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. That's so perfect. Yeah. And it was funny. We went for lunch yesterday, and we're like, oh, like, we went to Simply Ari. Yes. So good. Yeah. So good. I always tell people to go there. Yeah. I hadn't been time. there before, and, like, none oh, of us yeah. had, and we're just like, fuck, we should go here, because we always go to alumni, and, like, it's just across the street. Like, let's yep. just go here. And... Like had the most phenomenal time, and oh, then yeah. we we're just like, maybe we should do pop ups here because we were talking to the owner, and we we're like, Super you should cool. do one like over at DOP, or like, what if we like, years were turning? Yeah. And we're like, okay, let's not get too excited. <laughs> That's is the, the hard thing. It's getting so excited. Yeah, for sure. It's like, oh, I actually have to do work. Yeah, what was your order there? 
What was the what's the um, move? We had the salted fish anaki. Yeah, um, that is just crazy. I honestly so, had never had it till I had yeah. it there, and I was like, "This is completely next level." Food. Yeah, it yeah. was like oh, this is exactly what I wanted. Um, obviously, a couple of Jamaican patties, mm-hmm. doubles, and uh, a roti. Yeah, yeah, classic. Yeah, their oxtail is also really good. That's like a standout yeah. for me. Um, yeah, I love that spot. I'm just working on um, like a city guide for Calgary right now. And one of the big things is that I want it to be like pretty close to, if not more than 50% BIPOC owned restaurants. Because mm-hmm. I think on so many of like the city guides, it's the exact same 10 restaurants over and over again. And yeah, like 50% like so of them are, are Concord group. <laughs> like. And again, like, that's the thing is I love those restaurants. Like I, but nobody needs me to tell them to mm-hmm. go to Pigeonhole. Mm-hmm. Like, again, I love Pigeonhole to death. I end up there more often than not, but like, you don't need me to tell you to go to Pigeonhole. Yeah. Uh, but you absolutely need somebody to tell you to go to Simply Irie because it's just like, it's absolutely, it deserves to be visited. Yeah. Uh, I think anybody, especially people who live in the city who like, can only go out once a week or like twice a week or whatever or order in because they have like families in the suburbs or whatever. Like I want to include the places that people who lived in Calgary for their entire lives wouldn't have had. Uh, And a lot of those places are just like BIPOC owned places that I'm just like, the food here is just as good as as at Pigeonhole uh, or like Major Tom or like any of those restaurants. But they're, they don't have a hype machine behind them. Yeah. They don't have a marketing board. They don't yeah, have, they, they don't spend millions of dollars on advertising every year. Yeah. Um, so you're just never going to know about them. So somebody has to tell you about them. So yeah. it's like, uh, that is absolutely on my list. Yeah, uh, I love that. I know. Yeah. It's, there's so many like gems here and I know, I feel like, like restaurants get so boring in Calgary. I'm like, oh, it's always the same spot. And I'm like, and I yeah. do go to all those spots. But I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to go here now. And yeah. Mm-hmm. I love driving out and like going back to like my neighborhood and it's like you know where's a good banh mi and I forgot that it still existed actually want to be revisit but like there was a banh mi restaurant right next to my high school okay and, like it was always the best that's like what I ate all, like almost every week and yeah I'm, like, nothing downtown compares to it and I've just been trying totally. to get the perfect cold cut and I'm like yeah fuck it I'm gonna go drive oh yeah like, next lunch I get I'm gonna go out and just get all the northeast like totally food. Yeah, I think I have like probably five or six different bon me places on my list where I'm like, <laughs> you absolutely need to go here. And it's honestly, it's impossible to choose a favorite. Like yeah. they're just so like, yeah, too many good options. Yeah, but just slightly different, which is amazing. Absolutely. And it's like crazy how much of that stuff is, is homemade and just like every single day made and stuff like that. Like yeah. it's, it's wild. It's so rad. <sighs> yeah underrated for sure um cool well we've kind of gone through our wines here um we've talked about all the things any sort of like clothing uh, closing (laughs) thoughts my brain is not functioning today i've not slept enough in the last three days (laughs) i feel you i'm like this is like how did this week get so long but the days went by so fast yeah absolutely no i'm in the uh 100 in the same boat yeah uh yeah any closing uh thoughts on you know, the restaurant, reasons why people should come visit, what you think of the wines, all those sort of things. You can give us just the rundown. Yeah. Oh, everyone should come visit A1. It's like, the food is fun. We, the wine list is great. I'm actually... I yeah, should. what are standouts on the wine list right now? And it doesn't have to be from our portfolio. <laughs> we honestly don't care. 
Uh, but what are like standouts? What are things that you're like, you want to drink a bottle of every time you go into work? Oh, every day. Um, I just actually got in this like Muscadet, um, it's like Grand Muscadet, like the abstraction one. And it was, mm-hmm. I like tasted with Al and then I just, he left the bottle and I just crushed it. Yeah. It was just like an easy white where I'm like, this totally. is what I'm going to just push on people. Yeah. And then, um, what's another one? We just got in this pet net, the I hope every day. Mm. And that's like, I, I tasted it the other week and I was like, every sip of this is just something different like yeah. for my mouth. And so that's like new on the list that I need Sweet. to go into work to update the list. Yeah. Actually, now that I think of it, I'm like, shit, I actually didn't put it on the list. I just oh like gosh. put the bottle out and I talked about it and then totally. I put it in the fridge and pet it and yeah. bought a bottle. And like, totally. It's the secret stock. Should, yeah. Cool. Well, I'm going to have to come by for, yeah. uh, for a bottle. Basically just be like, come in and be like, what, what does Perlick have in her to buy section? Totally. And yeah. To take absolutely. home. And I'll yeah. tell you. Nice. <laughs> Super good. And you guys do do, uh, like, like bottle shop kind of stuff too, as well too. Yeah. So if, if anybody's like excited about wine on the list, there's also wine to be, uh, to, to be taken with you. Yeah. You so. can come in and have dinner and because all the liquor stores are closed, you can take a bottle of wine home. Absolutely. And we'll give you a nice discount on it. Yeah. <laughs> no Not a great number. one. Yeah, exactly. But a nice one. A nice, like, like fuck, everything's closed. I'm going to pay for convenience. Yeah, price. absolutely. Love it. I'm going to work it. on that. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to, to come hang yeah, out on a you know, Saturday this afternoon nice. here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I, I guess one more question of the yes. three wines. What's, what's your favorite? What's your, Ooh. what's your go-to today? Probably the Great Republic. Mm-hmm. It's just like ready to drink that. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Good for a day like today. We need to find a pool, uh, oh for God. sure. Yes. Some like feet in the river perhaps. So Ooh. yeah. Pool day. Day. I've never been the hotel arts pool. Really? Oh my goodness, that pool's legendary. Everyone talks about it. Yeah, just, it's real good. Yeah. Yeah, it's way better now, even. Like it used to be the best pool in the city, and then now it's even more the best pool in the city. Okay. Uh, yeah, I dig it. I wish more places had something like that where you could like drink cocktails by the pool. Yeah. Again, I know that you can only do that a couple weeks of the year here, but uh, now that it's right? like covered and stuff, now it's like, oh, yeah, you I have didn't way, know that. yeah, you have like way more of the year that you can actually uh, participate. So, yeah, that's a good pool. Yeah, absolutely. So, there we go. We got plans for later. It's perfect. Uh, cool. Well, again, thank you so much for being on the on the show. If anybody has any more questions, um, you can send me an email. My email address is Eric E R I K at juiceimports.com or send us uh, you know, a message on Instagram we're just at juiceimports um, obviously you can find uh, A1 Cafe uh, as well as the Tea House on there especially for updates on all their shows um, you know there's always something cool happening down there so you, you absolutely want to make sure that you come especially for the dance night you'll see me uh, you can judge my <laughs> dance moves as much as you so desire um, but yeah it's, uh, it's uh, so nice chatting with y'all Uh, Hopefully we'll see you for a bottle of wine soon. Cheers.